welcome everybody to KickServeRadio.com, Tennis On Air with Andy Zoden. Very excited to be joined today by ATP Tour double specialist Neil Skupski, who played his collegiate tennis at LSU and has been out on the tour for a number of years, enjoying some pretty substantial success on the doubles tour, particularly recently teaming with Jamie Murray in winning the inaugural Arizona Tennis Classic with three or four nail-biter uh, match tie breaks. Neil, thanks for joining me. How was the experience playing with Jamie down in Arizona? Uh, thanks for having me on, Andy. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very, a very uh, good experience playing with Jamie. He's uh, a multiple Grand Slam winner. Yeah, and when, when I got the phone call that he, he wanted to play, I was a bit surprised, um, but very excited in the uh, in the same way. I mean, it was... It was very last minute that we, we kind of decided to play together. I was meant to play with some other guy. I think I was meant to play with Doming lots of the time. I kind of switched and chopped and changed with different partners because of uh, Indian Wells on people winning and losing. But yeah, when, when I got the chance to play with Jamie, I knew it would be a good week. We definitely give the uh, the fans a good ride. We And in three out of the four super tiebacks that we played. Um, so yeah, it was a, a very fun week. Luckily that we uh, were able to get over the line in the final, and it gave us a lot of confidence going into Miami. How'd you enjoy that event? Now, that was a first-year tournament played at the Phoenix Country Club. It was a new challenger, I ask, because it was a very close friend of mine, Johnny Levine, that put the event on, and I know he wanted to put on a good show for the fans, but I know he also wanted to do right by the players as well. Do you feel like he checked that box? Yeah, I think so. I mean, a, a lot of the guys, they did enjoy the, the challenger. Uh, it was my first time in Phoenix, and all, uh, even in, in Arizona. Um, so it was, it was great to uh, tick that off my list, um, another state that I've been to. Um, but overall, the challenge uh, was a good success. I mean, obviously, there's a few things that um, that could be improved, but that, that's what happened. It's, it was the first year um, stage in the event, and I think it was I think it went well. I mean, the first couple of days, it got hit by um, rain, which didn't help the scheduling. Um, but I think they adapted well as a tournament, uh, and I think the players enjoyed it. They um, there was they were downtown in one of the nicer hotels. They were put up there with restaurants all around. They felt they felt right at home. Um, that's what the, the players want when they go to a tournament. They got a lot of good tennis throughout the week, and I think the it'll grow and grow that challenger. Um, there's a, there's a few challenges on tour that I know the guys don't like to play, but definitely Phoenix. They'll be they'll be coming back. It's a, a great warm up for Miami the tournament the week after, and then it's a it's a great thing because. If you do lose early in Irving, you can go down to Phoenix, get a few matches under your belt, and gain a bit more confidence. And that's what me and Jamie did. No doubt about it. You guys made the best of it. And it's been a good year for you, Neil. You and your brother earlier in the year got to the final of Delray Beach, where it was an all-brothers final. Uh, you went up against Bob and Mike Bryan and had a hell of a battle with those guys. Came up a little bit short. Talk about that match. And, and have you had another uh, a few few battles with the Bryans over the years? Yeah, we've had a. I think we've had me and my brother have played them three times now. Okay. Um, we've fallen short three times. We played them in Eastbourne a couple of years ago. Uh, we played them in Houston, losing in a super tie break last year, um, and then in the Delray final when Bob was out with his injury, I played Mike a couple of times, and we got the better of him, me and Ken. So I'm guessing it's just it's just uh, we can't get over the line when we play Mike and Bob. Uh, they they are the greatest team of all time. We do look up to them. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it, it is always good fun when we play them. Uh, we're trying to practice with them as much as possible because you can always learn from them, guys. They're, um, they're a great inspiration for young people coming onto the tour. And 
they're still going at 40 plus. I mean, it, it's amazing what they're doing, especially Bob after having his hip surgery. And hopefully someone like Andy Murray, he's, uh, he's had the same surgery and hopefully he can come back, win events just like what Bob's doing. And it, it, it is a spectacular thing. It's not many times that a family that can produce one professional tennis player. And it's, uh, it's amazing that the Skupskis and the Bryans have, uh, have produced two. So hopefully we can keep on going with Ken uh, for a few more years and uh, try and win a few more trophies and try and... I don't think we'll be able to catch the Bryans. I think they're on 117 titles. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, take se- we'll, we'll take 17. <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of in the stratosphere with those numbers. And, you know, the Skubskis and the Bryans, and, and, and in fact, I watched Bob and Mike play uh, the Zverev brothers at Indian Wells in 2018, and mm-hmm. that was a good battle as well. But, you know, when you're out there, Neil, it seems like you mentioned it earlier uh, just now that you do kind of uh, go from tournament to tournament and playing with different players. Is that is that kind of a difficult go of it to not be playing with someone consistently? Because I know Bob and Mike have done it for so long, and then, you know, obviously, Mike, uh, you got the better of him, but he had a great year winning two majors with Jack Sock last year. Would you prefer to just play with Ken every week, or do you kind of like, you know, kind of having the opportunity to play with the Jamie Murrays of the world and to and to have other opportunities like that? Yeah, it's a, it's a very small margin. If it was possible, I'd rather um, stick with Ken every week, especially because he he knows my game inside out. We know as a team that um, we are able to play at a high level. But then once you go in, in and out with uh, different different guys, you can struggle. It's very difficult chopping and changing each week with different partners because they don't know uh, your game styles. But yeah, I think me personally, I'd rather have Ken by my side or a, um, a partner week in, week out that I can trust. Kind of have that familiarity. So, so Neil, when you're out there on the tour, the doubles, the doubles tour is a grind and it's really tough, even when you're playing well and winning matches and even winning events, to make the kind of money that you need to make to, to probably accomplish some of your financial goals when you pay for the travel and the coaching and the physios and everything that goes with it. Obviously, at some point, you're 29 years of age now, and you're seeing guys like the Bryans play to age 41. But do you, do you kind of in the back of your mind have to think about what is the next phase of your life going to look like after playing? And if so, does that involve maintaining a, a, a place in the sport of tennis? Yeah, I mean, you always got to look ahead. Um, you always have got to have your options open. I think with the Bob and Mike, they're uh, obviously 40, 40 plus, um, and they they're coming to the end of their careers. If I, I mean, I, I don't know how how long I'm going to be playing. It also it depends on basically the ranking. If I'm at the ranking I am at now, going into my 40s, I could probably still carry on playing because you're making good enough money to to live um, to make a bit of money. But if you drop down into the challenger level it would be very difficult to be going at that age because at that stage, I'm, I don't know, but hopefully I'd have a family at that stage and then I'm gonna be, I've got to be looking after them. Being on the Challenger Tour, I don't think that would be uh, very feasible. Um, so, yeah, I think Bob and Mike, they're going to into their fort. Well, they're 41 now. Yeah, 41. So they, they're able to carry on playing because they're at the top level playing week in, week out for big money. Um, at the Challenger level, that does, that's not the case. I mean, I'd like to be playing plus 35, and I think I could, my body can is able to do that. But then you just got to make sure you're keeping your options open, seeing the opportunities that come along, uh, meeting new people on the way, on the tour, um, to see what opens up for after tennis. I would like to stay in tennis in some role, 
even if it means traveling, if it doesn't mean traveling, coaching, or even commentating on TV. Um, I'm, I'm very open to that idea. Last before I let you go, Neil, and I know you're going to be uh, heading off to uh, to Europe for, for the clay court swing, at least I would assume so. Uh, the doubles format changed a few years back. They wanted to speed up the matches and make it what I guess the ATP Tour considered to be a little bit more sort of fan-friendly. And now you guys play a lot of no-ad tennis with the the super match tie break, like what you were playing several of when I was down there in Phoenix watching you play. Do you guys like that format, or do you feel like it's a little bit too quick and that the points are a little bit too intense because there's so little margin for error? Uh, I think in general, I think all the doubles guys, they enjoy it. They've got used to it over the, the year that it's it's been there. So I think it's I think it's a good thing. It's good for the fans. Um, it, keeps it, it keeps it very entertaining. I think the only one issue that the players have is the um, deciding point juice. I think they, the guys think it's a bit of a lottery in yeah. some matches. <laughs> and you, you, you could get a, a neck cord or a shank that right. you lose your service game. So I think that's the only one option that that could be changed. That just change into a normal ad use advantage game. Getting rid of the deciding point juice. But yeah, I think overall the the guys have got used to it over the years. I think it's been in maybe for ten years now. It's I think it's been a great success. It's promoted the the sport of tennis, the doubles game. Um, it's made it more interactive for the fans, and it's um, I think it's great. I think it's definitely it's worked. Having the uh, the super tie break for the third set shortened the the matches significantly uh, and yeah it's, I'm interested to see what the um, the tour does in the future if they change anything um, it's, uh, it's exciting for the game well I want to just tell you Neil uh, from my standpoint watching you play and as a guy that works with juniors I was very impressed with both you and Jamie and your poise and your cool and calm uh, emotional presence on the court. I felt like it sets a great example for the players that were watching you play, and I felt like it really uh, led to the success that you guys had in winning that tournament because those matches were all so close, and uh, you were pretty much cool as a cucumber out there, and I have to tell you, I was very impressed to watch you that way, and Thank you for, for bringing that to the court. Thanks for coming to Arizona, and uh, I wish you continued success, whoever it is you end up playing with for, for uh, on a week-to-week basis for the balance of the season and beyond. Thank you, Andy. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show, and uh, it was nice meeting you in Phoenix. Definitely. Well, safe travels, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this again, and we'll revisit down the road. Yeah, we will for sure. Thank you. 